posted. Who was it? Was it by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both to a stranger by a friend? Someone younger, someone older? Were there multiple people involved? Were you ghosted by family or a boss? Maybe whoever ghosted you probably sucks. No one does it right. Let's talk about it with Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, and my friend James Hilmer. Hello, this is Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, back here for another episode. I'm here with my friend James Hilmer. Hello. Hello, James. Um, and we're very excited this week to have our amazing guest. You've seen her on Single Drunk Female as the iconic Gail. Give it up for Madison Shepard. Hi, Kadi. Oh, okay. <laughs> we clap. There's yeah. two people <laughs> where We like stand-up or live shows, so that's why we clap sure. in real life. Is it possible, after so many years of stand-up, is it possible to introduce somebody without being like, you know, and give it up for... Give it yeah. up. I know, that's true, yeah. It's like, like we're at a coffee immediate. shop. Yeah. I just like am running into you at the grocery store. Yeah, Why are exactly. you doing that? You're like, you're, I'm meeting your brother. I don't understand. You start your timer and start yeah. to light them in the back when they've gone on too long. This is a 30-second light. Let's yeah. just wrap this wrap up. up. we got to catch yeah. a reservation. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say, um, I genuinely love single drunk female so much and you're so funny on it. Thank you. And the episode where you come in, like as if you guys haven't seen single drunk female, please watch it. It's so good. And it's, <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> uh, the episode where you come in and crash the mom's book club is so funny. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I love Ali Sheedy. That was like a dream to work with her there. I was like, um, Okay, yeah, this is my life. That was like my first day back because we shot the pilot in Chicago in yeah. December 2020. And so I hadn't wor- acted in like six months. And like my first day back is like a scene where it's just me and Ali Sheedy nose to nose. And I was like, <laughs> um, be cool, be cool, be cool, Don't make it weird, don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Of course, I did make it a little weird. Of course, you know, she was like saying something to me later. And I was like, my mom loves you. <laughs> It's so hard for me. <laughs> and she was like, oh, thank you, darling. You know, oh. She was just very like, okay. <laughs> it's very hard for me to not compliment people's work I like. I almost always regret it, though, after. Yeah. I feel like I make it weird, 100%. I think I've regretted it every time, like doing my other podcast, when I would t- have somebody on that I really, really liked. And then yeah. at the end, I would just be like, oh, but I just I didn't want to fan um, out. But I, and then I, I, I didn't end up doing it. And then yeah. it's awkward. And I was like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. 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 Like I saw a, I saw an actress who's dating a comedian and she's in movies I like love. And I like I asked her wife first, I was like, can I tell her I like her? Would that be weird? And she'd be like, no, she loves it. But she was like high as a kite. <laughs> and like I didn't realize until she's really looked me in the eyes. I was like, oh, I, I regret this immediately. Oh, no. And she just started talking about the patriarchy after my compliment she's like i accept this with love but it looked like she was mad and i was like i don't i really i just like that movie i take it back i don't i'll never see it again (laughs) it's so weird i feel that because what are we trying to get out of it exactly what do we think we're going to get out of it but it's cool to like share a scene with somebody that like that so it is that's a good question though what do you hope to get i guess you expect them to be like thank you for saying that that means a lot to me yeah yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think you just want to thank you, right? Yeah. And like, a th- it's not only a thank you, but it's like, thank you for taking time out of your busy life yeah. to like sit down and watch something that I helped make. Like, I think it's when you really slow it down, it's probably more than that. It doesn't happen a hell of a lot to me, so I'm I'm just kind of <laughs> spitballing. But yeah, I would imagine so. Mm. I think I do it because I'm like, I want you to know I'm a real one. Yeah, <laughs> and I like your stuff. I see you out there, and I like you. <laughs> okay, so I was at a party recently with my bestie Danielle Perez, who's a very funny comedian. If you don't Danielle. know, um, she's so funny. Yeah, uh, we were at a Russian Doll party because she's on Russian Doll, yeah. and like Natasha Leone is amazing. Yep, but oh she's my God. she's friends with Coleman Domingo, and so we were like trying to be cool, and then he's like. Sitting across from us, she's like, "Oh, hi, ladies. How are you?" Like, "Oh my god, so and just like start." And he it endeared him to like come and sit next to us. You know uh-huh. what I mean? That's like, the chat best with reaction. Us. And then we had a picture. It was really nice. That so sometimes so cool. it's good. Yeah, it's good. And when I asked him, I was like, 
who have you done this to? Because I know that we're not supposed to do that because we're at this cool Hollywood party. Yeah, everyone's party. like, cool. We're on the same level. Mm-hmm. Everyone's you know what cool. I mean? yeah. like, I'm not going to act like I don't just fucking love you to death. And he's like, yeah, the, I did this before. I was like, oh, who'd you do it with? And he's like, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So just like completely different. Completely not so the like, same. So like not like industry. Yeah. <laughs> not the same at all. Not the same at all. Okay. Like the freedom, okay. of the, uh, freedom of the leader of the free world. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, at some point. Well, let's yeah. take it again. <laughs> let's take it again from the top. Back to one. Thank you. Yep. Um, Madison, uh, we like to do a segment called Shared History. And I feel like. If Hollywood is high school, which I feel like it 100% way, yeah. is, uh, like, I feel like you're a senior and I'm a freshman, hmm. but like not just like in the sense you're when I started, I was like, oh, wow, she's so cool. Oh, like sweet. very, very cool. And like you and Danielle were always like, I and mean, every time you guys talk to me, I'd be like, be cool, be cool, be cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, I mean, I remember the first time I saw you, I think you were maybe like a year or two into stand up. You're just so fucking funny. Thank you. And we, we were both happened to be at that show, which like never happens now. And we we're just like, we love her. Yeah, it's a little sis. I I love you guys. Yeah, I feel I love it. I love it so much. Um, you also booked me on a show, and then you're like, "Why don't you have a website?" And oh, I yeah. like got a website in the next 24 hours, no. <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you." No, yeah, it's super helpful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I think we there's definitely been like female comedians who have um like for me it's like Dulce Sloan and like Chelsea Devantes um and a whole lot of other uh, women who just done that pulled me aside and been like yeah you need to do this for your career you want to do this as a job you look like you want to yeah you, this yeah. is for your career yeah we all need it it's yeah it's all love yeah but you don't know unless you know right no yeah no i appreciate it i remember one time they looked at my who was it like some comic that he was just like why does your website not scroll and i was like oh we're not doing web pages anymore it needs to be scrolled so someone can look at it on the toilet yeah got it yeah it's so funny the way things like change so like randomly yeah and like nuancedly yeah it's like it doesn't scroll yeah i definitely hold that though for like a business if you're thinking of yourself as a business when i if i have to do something with a business and i can't do it all on my phone i'm like don't exist like it shouldn't yeah. <laughs> so yeah no yeah you were like squarespace is very affordable just yeah. do it <laughs> it is yeah i still have it it's really good and yeah you have a great easily. website oh hell yeah wow what go ahead and Plug your website. It's kadiasawedcomedy.com. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. kadiasawedcomedy.com. If you don't know where to find me. Yeah. Kari, it's spelled like Kari, K-R-I, Asad, like the dictator, comedy.com. Oh, no. <laughs> it is like, we're not related. I'd be so much better off. Um, Like rich. And yeah, no, stuff. for sure rich yeah, as fuck, I'd dog. have like planes and things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for you. Every time I see you and Danielle, because you guys are like always together, uh, mm-hmm. pop up and like doing awesome things. It's like, it's really cool to see good people getting awesome things. So I'm really Aww. excited for you thank and you everything you got going on. Yeah, um, thank you. Madison, would you uh, regale us with who ghosted you? Oh my gosh. <sighs> I really did. I was like talking to my boyfriend about this this morning and I was like, um, can't recall <laughs> just really uh, drawing a blank as to like whom that might be and I was like god okay so there's probably some like professional people and I was like oh but maybe don't bring up like them on the uh, on the podcast because it doesn't matter ultimately yeah. but um mm. You know, I've been ghosted by managers, arguably my dad, you know. Ooh, <laughs> we haven't had a dad. That's, I could go on about that. Yeah. But um, I was just, what's a classic ghosting story for me? I feel like I don't, I, I have mostly been haunted, Ooh. which is like different than ghosting. It is. It's like the opposite. I'm all about this because I keep trying to extend the metaphor of yeah. the show. So. Yeah, so, like, for those, I guess, who don't know, like, haunting is when um, you have sort of had this romantic thing with somebody and then it just sort of, like, fizzles. Like, the text messages slow or stop. It's not any more engagement. And then, like, a few months have passed. Usually you've processed your feelings about it. You've moved yeah. on with your life. You're dating someone else. And then and then they just pop back up into your life. Like, boo, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. 
And it's like, oh, I had forgotten about you. And now you're in the it just goes on in my case for years. Uh, I, I certainly have at the worst times, too. Right. When you're the most stressed or, or vulnerable in which I like give in to whatever the thing is. And uh-huh. I'm like hooking up with somebody I shouldn't be hooking up with. Mm-hmm. Ooh. OK. Do you have a name for this? A uh, nickname for this person. We're not going to talk about that either. Okay. I was, just <laughs> watching, I was like, what are the things that I possibly could talk? Yeah. This is me stalling because I don't okay. want to talk about it. But um, so <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> literally, I was like, okay. So when I was in high school, I was really into like rockabilly and psychobilly. Like towards <sighs> the end of high school, I yeah. was okay. So like I would sometimes go to like local shows or I would like my friend was like dating a greaser and so Ooh. like and he was like a grown up, which is very illegal and wrong. I understand was he like, that. Now. Like 21 year old yeah, grown he was up like okay. a college student yeah, and we okay. were like juniors in high school. Yeah. Highly inappropriate still, but like you're Not, they're like god to you at yeah, that age like, yeah. they have like a, a college a car do they can they buy was he like 21 could he like buy you all could buy us cigarettes and booze oh <laughs> and you were in like texas right no here in los angeles oh this is here in los angeles yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah i mean i moved here for high school so oh, okay. it was uh yeah it was high school here so. the rockabilly guys are like usually like it's a full in lifestyle yeah hair car it's like leather jacket right? motorcycle yeah. or motorcycle both tattoo artist whoa um, my friend was fucking a bassist in a band a stand-up bassist yeah. <laughs> <Stand up> bass. <laughs> we're just yeah. so specific to rockabilly psychobilly yeah um and he had his like daily driver but then like occasionally he'd like pick us up and we go cruising in his like brown betty or whatever uh-huh. kind of fucking vintage bomber he had mm. Um, so, you know, we would just sometimes, that was kind of the vibe just occasionally, you know, it's kind of, you know, when you're in high school, you're trying on different identities and whatever. Yeah. So uh, we're hanging out. It's my friend, um, Natalie and, um, her like uh, boyfriend and he's like, Oh, my friend, let's call him Johnny Bravo. Ooh. Um, that's not his (laughs) real name. Um, but you know, just to give an image of, uh, for the olds, I guess. For the like, old. I don't even know who Johnny think, Bravo is. Oh well, yeah, for the, the cartoon, youngs, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the he like lives with his mom and the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like Greece. Like it's somebody who lives and dresses and breathes like it's 1956. Yeah, and they dress mm-hmm. like Greece every yeah. day. Danny Zuko. Yes. Uh, Danny, he also his alt name. Oh, okay. okay. I'm glad we're workshopping. Yes. Danny Bravo, for Danny yeah. Zuko. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought he was like so hot yeah because like at one point it got very warm in the apartment that we were all drinking and smoking in oh my god and he unbuttoned his shirt to reveal chest and arms filled with tattoos okay guys now remember i'm like 17 so like one tattoo was like fuck yeah fuck you're mm. so cool and hot. Yeah. <laughs> but a fucking sleeves and yeah. chest pieces and stomach, everything. I was We're like, dang. At 21 years old, too. So they're filling space quickly. Yeah. 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 A lot to express. Mm-hmm. So young. Yeah. Was, was, were they like dragons or like. Oh, it's all American traditional tattoos. Okay. Because like it's flags. not. It's, Sailor Jerry's. Yeah. Sometimes the style. Oh, okay. It's like pinup we're, style. Uh, I'm like, I'm oh, right in. I can I see this man. I can yeah. smell him. His hair gel probably smells like, amazing. No, he smells like Murray's, which is gross. Oh, the pomade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they only use Murray's. And it's like Murray's for like on black people works. Okay. Mm. Like that is like a great um, thing for like edges and to like keep your curls looking nice. But when you don't have black hair and you wear Murray's, you smell disgusting and your hair is so greasy it never gets clean. Like uh-huh. Even when you don't have Murray's in, like you still have Murray's in, it's like putting Crisco in your hair. Like yeah. it's wow. that level of consistency and nasty. Yeah. But again, so he had these tattoos, slick back hair. He had, I think he was, that day he drove like a Bondo color, like 1951. It didn't have windows. Like he had like dropped the top of this like Chevy or whatever and so like the windows were like six inches tall Mm. there was no glass in them there was no it was like it was also kind of like low rider like he's also Latino I think I should also say that okay like (laughs) that does that I don't yeah I don't think that that matters but you know just to paint the picture it paints Uh a picture in my head a very specific person right yeah yeah very popular young man in in Southern California there 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 was a whole time when that was like Mm -hmm. 
the look. The look, the vibe, yeah. a real bad boy moment. Yeah. Also, like, no glass on the windows, danger. You know, yeah. no, yeah. no need for protection. <laughs> Let the rocks fall in the car. I don't care. Yeah. Wow. Also, like, no suspension because he was, like, quote, working on this car. Oh, my God. He was, like, renovating it himself mm. at his mom's house, Natch. Um, <laughs> So it like didn't go fast. It was like scraping on every bump, every j- jump. I mean, it. Mm. I don't know if you've ever ridden in a car. Well, probably not. But if you've been on a motorcycle or like a moped, it's like that, but like without anything to protect your face. Like it's, so, you're just like <laughs> like. If you're leaning against the window, like looking out wrong, and you go over something, you're gonna hit your head. Like it's it, it just uh, takes everything. Yeah, yeah, there's like nothing keeping this car. I don't know how it was, and it's old as shit. It's mm-hmm. old as shit. So my friend like leaves to the other room to like make out with her guy or whatever. Yeah. And so then like him and me start talking and he had recently dropped out of film school. (laughs) And like he was like now working as a mechanic at Pep Boys. Wow. (laughs) He is a greaser. Well, the greaser image starts to dip right there. It's not like an independent garage. It's been there forever. Oh, it's a Pep Boys. Auto zone. Yeah. It really was like uh, like you know Jiffy Lube. Like I mean, he did. I feel like he didn't work. I don't remember the chain, but it was definitely like there's more than one of these. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and so like he asked me on a proper date. Wow. Which I was shocked about. And the first date happened and that was nice. We like, I lived in Hollywood as a teenager. And so like, and I lived in the Pretty Woman motel. So like, if you've seen the motel that she lives in, I actually lived in the Pretty Woman like hotel room, which just is to say I was like housing and food insecure all through high school. Um, (laughs) Code word, very poor. Um, You were living with your mom there. I was living with my mom and we had just moved from Texas. So we didn't, we really had nothing. Um, But he like took me to like, I forget. He like took me to like, Denny's or something and we wow. like walked around Hollywood and you know he mm-hmm. brought me cigarettes and we smoked and we drank in his car although on the date the first date he brought a he drove his daily driver which is of course like a 97 like Honda Accord <laughs> coupe honey okay I'm, like- not, I'm not in the I'm not in the lifestyle so I feel like the listener might be as clueless as I am so daily driver just meaning this is what this is my out of costume regular car. This is how I get to and from work yeah. and go to the grocery oh, store. It's not his like greaser show off car. Yeah. Okay. Not the car he, that's quote working, he's working on oh. yeah. in his mom's driveway, which of course he also lives at home. He's a fucking winner. Lives with his mama and him. Um, he was like an LA native. Yeah. 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 Which was like, you know, I uh, love that. Yeah. Love that for all involved. Um, Love that for all involved. <laughs> so, yeah, like the first date was like really normal. We just like drank and made out in his like Honda Accord. And I got to like touch on his tattoos and wow. whatever, whatever, whatever. And I remember he said this to me. Like, here's the thing about greasers. Like any man who's obsessed with living in the 50s has there's something else at play right. with not all of them, but like certain types of men who are obsessed with that era who aren't just doing it for like aesthetic reason yeah mm-hmm. but he like looked over to me and he was like you know i like a girl who watches her figure what like is this what is this 50 what 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 is that right now yeah don't get fat which of course i was Ooh. like watch me i'm <laughs> 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 just gaining much weight um but then i like i was like in this like phase where i was like learning to date uh, learning to date as like a teenager. So I was like, Oh, I'm not going to like hook up with you. And so he was like, whatever. Uh, bye. And so he's like, I'll pick you up next week and we'll like go cruising and whatever. I was like, yes, more of that. Yeah. And of course I'm like Saturday night, the next week chilling at the pretty woman suite. Okay. Yeah. Just like living my worst life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> worst life. I'm like, I'm pretend I like don't have all the accoutrements to be like a full like rockabilly babe. Like I only have like some of the stuff, but I do know how to do victory rolls, which is that like the, oh, the hairstyle. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Cause my grandmother used to wear hair like that back in the day. So like yeah. I can like pretend. Yeah. You know, you can fake it till you make it. That's in like the style. The, so fifties, but also more like world war two era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a cool hairstyle. Yeah. Yes. It was definitely a world yeah. war two. That's what I call victory rolls, maybe. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I think that like, 
I associate it with rockabilly because yeah. of like you always see people with it with like flowers stuck in the middle of it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. but what year is this, sweetheart? Okay, yeah. what year? is this 47? <laughs> or is this like 59? What's happening? Mm. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Here? A lot of mixing and match. I hate that now. Anyways, listen, that's that's vague, vague, vaguely mid-century, and you're like, I need clearly defined decades. I need to know the year and your character's backstory. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. like I famously watched Pamela, Pam and Tommy yeah. and got so upset by the music choices. Cause I was like in 1996, this song didn't come out until 98, 99. Yeah. We weren't wearing that style of dress like that sort anyways. But this, okay, sorry. I won't. No, 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 anymore. keep going. But, this going. Is, but this is us experiencing maybe what, like parents or people older than us mm -hmm. did with the whole like this is a period piece about the 70s the mm -hmm. 60s 70s 80s and now we're probably going through the same thing and we're uh, like wait a minute that's not right yeah oh 100 but now we have the internet and we can clearly but they can't couldn't really remember they're like yeah. did that song come out so yeah oh vaguely that feels yeah. the vibe um, yeah but so i'm all dolled up in my like i'm wearing i like had gone to like uh, what is it called? What is that thrift store on Hollywood called? Iguana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I bought like a beaded, like fuzzy wool sweater with like beads on it. Wow. And like I like had cuffed my like jeans and yes. I was wearing my, my chucks. And I was like so like excited and ready to like hang out with this greaser boy. And then, you know, seven o'clock comes around. He doesn't show up. No. Seven thirty. He doesn't. I call his house. His mom says, "Oh no, he's not home. Sorry." So I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I'm just like, but I'm like obsessive compulsive. So yeah. um, once I kind of emotionally latch on to something, I don't let it go. Um, so I just kept calling his house, like yeah. pinging between his landline and his cell phone. And guys, this is a pre. This is a nights and weekends oh. kind of moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was really wasting minutes trying to like, you know. Gen Z kids, if you're listening, this, it, I don't even want to explain it. I don't yeah. even want to explain that. <laughs> you know, it was just like, I was really choosing to make these calls. Yeah. I mean, it was a Saturday, so obviously it was a night and it was a weekend. So like I was covered, but I mean, come on, funny joke. Yeah, yeah. it's a great, yeah, um, great You joke. know what I mean? Yeah. I was really being active. Yeah. I called his house so many times that his mom stopped answering the phone. Oh my god! And like I waited for him from like 7 p.m. to like 10, 11, oh, 12 man. until my mom was like, maybe you should just like let it be you know like mm. let it go yeah but i mean this i've been ghosted so many times uh there's i i'm remembering another time as well but i mean my dad also used to do this type of shit to me when i was a kid so i think it like uh, triggers yes absolutely like this childhood trauma of yeah. like waiting for my dad to take me to six flags like waiting yeah. on the front porch and him never showing up yeah and me waiting on the porch all weekend uh, that type of shit so like right. ghosting kind of keys into that yeah so i experienced i kept learning that lesson and having like you need to heal this part of yourself like yeah into my like 30s because it makes know. it hard for them do you get excited about new people and like mm -hmm. you're like okay i will hang out with you but yeah so you're probably more reserved yeah and definitely have like had a backup plan yeah <laughs> yeah oh, like man. always a backup plan yeah something Seriously. else to do mm -hmm. just in case I, I so relate. I know you were a teenager, but I really relate to that obsessive calling. Yeah. Because my ghosting story that I shared here, there was a, a moment where it looked like they were coming back. And I called them so many times that they actually texted me, changed my mind, like busy tonight. And like it killed. And also I wasn't a teenager, so it's really embarrassing. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but also like it. I don't know that feeling of like when you want like I think I wanted that person to come back because I felt seen by them in a way I hadn't felt seen before. Right. And then for them to promise to be there and then gone was just so at that time like so upsetting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just really related to you calling over Me and over too. again. Anxiety. 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 Yeah. Anxiety. It's, a, oh, yeah. it's all anxiety brain stuff of yeah. like well they hate me now. Because yeah. they didn't pick up the phone. Yeah. Right. It's not that they, you know, are, are busy yeah. or didn't see it. Or, or also oh, like a 21-year-old macking on a teenager. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. Good. Like maybe in I between. I got you into it. Yep. Keep, yeah. keep perspective. Yeah. 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 Like in between the date one and two, he was like, you know, this is fucked up. Yeah. Did Did you ever see him again? I did. Yeah. 
So then come senior year. And by the way, I then got my own cell phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like he was like asking about me to my friend, like Natalie. So like (laughs) Natalie wasn't even dating that like research dude no more. And like (laughs) was your child was your style different now? No, I was still like kind of dabbling in like the like vintage flair. I think like all like there's a book called Land Well by Jess Baker. And she talks about how like all curvy and plus size women go through like a rockabilly phase because it's a pinup pinup style because you know that style like suits our body type but then also like fat girl clothing retailers always have rockabilly shit and like have never not had like an entire it's like but there aren't that many girls like really rocking a vintage look like this but okay sure a full skirt and a petticoat yeah Um, so I saw him again, like a year later, I'm a senior. I have my own cell phone. He asked Natalie's ex-boyfriend and then he asked Natalie who then asked me and I was like, well, get his number. I'll see about it. I'm like a woman of the world now. Yeah. You know, it's 2005. <laughs> I'm about to graduate high school. Okay, guys, I am excited to not go to college and to work at the mall. You know what I mean? Like I had big plans. Yeah. yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> Can I interject? Were yeah. you, uh, was the, the guy, what were we calling? Johnny Bravo. Johnny was, Bravo. Was Johnny Bravo going to the same shows, like in a music scene? or was I it sort never of- saw this fool. Okay. Oh. I never so- saw him. And that, that might say more about my involvement in it than his. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, he his excuse is that later that he was, he got tied up at work and that's mm. why he couldn't. For like a year, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're really busy at work. You know, yeah. Student loans to pay. And so he was like, I can't, girl. So, like, he asked Natalie about you. And then you were like, maybe. Which then- in, like, high school is, like, the highest compliment. Is it not? Yeah. Like, there is something about, like, oh, they were asking about you. And I think also, like, I should say that, like, particularly because like Natalie's Latina and like like and I grew up in Dallas and in Los Angeles which is like in predominantly like Latina Latinx like communities there is something specific that there is like subtext to someone asking about you you know what I mean like if a guy is asking about you it's not just like oh yeah he was saying hi or like oh just like you know there's something different than like when my white girlfriend would say like Oh yeah, they were asking about you. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. When my Latina girlfriend says, "Girl, he was asking about you," I said, yeah. "Girl, for real." <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen my face. I became possessed by the devil. Scared James. <laughs> so we did end up like you know I was like spending the night at my friend Tess's house, who had like white homegirl yeah who like just like graduated high school and so i was like sick like yeah well i guess you get he's like uh, trying to see me texting me all this and i'm like fine i'll give you the time of day now that i'm a woman of the world um i was like well i'm gonna be at my friend's house i'm just gonna be chilling because her parents aren't home this weekend but like if you want you could like drive by the house and i'll step out and say hello very high school very teenager and of course he did and we drove to like a local tennis court and I pulled my tampon out to have sex with him oh and then God. drove back to my friend Tessa's house to insert a new one and, and continue with my weekend. And the Hell sex was like yeah. really just okay. Like it wasn't it was fine. Really all that. No, yeah. Just, even at, se- you know, as a, as a senior, I was like, mm. I'm an adult, by the way. I'm like, you know, my birthday's October. So by this point, but yeah. you know, I was like, this dick really ain't slapping. Uh-huh. He'd be giving me all this drama. So when you like came back, were you like, this chapter is closed? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I had been talking about it nonstop. So Tess was like, tell him to come over, like whatever, whatever. Like she was very supportive, but like, honestly, because I'm obsessive compulsive and anxious, like I get like on thought loops about like people, places and things. And arguably that could be like some addict shit too. Like, to do with like my alcoholism or trauma brain or whatever you want right. to say. But like, I have to really work to get off of the loop sometime. Mm-hmm. Me too. To track about a, a thought, a person, yeah. an interaction or whatever. Like it's really hard for me. Yeah. So, poor my friends. They did not, I didn't know that I shouldn't just be talking about that shit nonstop to them for hours. <laughs> yeah. Talking their ears off as a young person. Well, it's hard because it's like, I mean, part of the reason we're doing this podcast is like, I don't I fucking love gossip. I love stories. <laughs> like, 
But it is like, when does the gossip and stories now become like emotional dumping? Yeah. You know, like, because I think it's fun the first time, maybe the second and third time. But then it's like, are you really calling me again to talk about that? Well, every every time we talk, you don't have a big ass story to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every time it's a girl, let me tell. Like, every yeah. time, no, not really. Yeah. Mm. No, not, not at this age. Not at 35 and, all, and up. Yeah. Yeah. When you're having some of those realizations now of maybe I was acting that way because of X, Y, and Z, this trauma, that trauma, you've. Usually as you get older, you're maybe better to vocalize it. Do you, have you checked in with any of those people from that time? Maybe some of them you still talk to, but. I saw the bassist at my friend's wedding. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, a haunting. It was it's a haunting. But yeah. I never fucked him. Oh, right. Yeah. Just for the right. record. Sorry. Never yeah. would. It was um, an adjacent haunting. <laughs> yes, it was a haunting adjacent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw him and, you know, he DJs now. So there you go. <laughs> Circle complete. So I guess it wasn't Rockabilly forever. You know what I mean? It never is, but sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I guess it wasn't Rockabilly so forever. So Tire Army is like a psychobilly, rockabilly band. And like their entire slogan that they like chant at the show is, Tiger Army never dies. And it's like, well, maybe sometimes it just becomes a DJ. You know, like, sometimes it does. Sometimes mm. Tiger's sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just got to spin the tunes instead. It's like going to hibernation. Yeah. Cotty. James. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Yes, we just built it. Our Patreon has two tiers. The first one is Paranormal Researcher at $7 a month. You'll get a bonus episode, what, with exclusive content and updates from me and James about what's going on in our life and our own ghosting stories. You also get to ask us anything and share with us why you think a guest got ghosted. Then we have our $20 a month tier, Ghost Detective, which is still all that great bonus episode, but you also get a shirt, what? And you can write in your own ghosting story and James and I will solve it. Fantastic deal. And Cotty, where can we find that Patreon? You can find it at patreon.com slash Karisat. And we'll have that link in the episode description. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And we'll get back to our investigation. Well, this is interesting because I feel like it's almost like a close case, open shut case. Am I using yeah. this phrase right? Yeah. Sometimes people come and there's a little bit of loose ends of stories and oh, stuff. I'm sorry. But I didn't know. You have, no, 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 no. This yeah. is good. You made our job easy. Yeah. I can, uh, I can check in with my notes. Yeah. It's, read us your haiku. Um, this hmm. is called James's haiku because he reads the notes and uh, it sounds like a poem and I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Ah. Thank you. (laughs) Rockabilly. 50s mentality. Yikes. Pet boys. Landline. Mom. He asked about you. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you took a breath like there was more and you're like, that's it. No more. (laughs) Actually, I do sort of love he asked about you being the last thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So meaningful and powerful. Thank you. <laughs> hmm I feel like we can say the verdict. I, I think the verdict is that, for lack of a better word, he sucked. I don't know. Like, he was an adult macking on kids. Yeah. And then you put a boundary, which was pretty cool as, like, someone that age. Sure. I didn't know that that yeah. was a thing. Yeah. That you were like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And then he was like, all right, then I'm going to emotionally torture you in a way. And, like... As payback. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then, um, and then like you decided you wanted to ride the horse anyway, so that's good. <laughs> and it kind of gave you closure. And I don't know. I really like that. Honestly. I feel like sometimes, you know, you got to get a fuck out of your system. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just need to like have sex with that one person to sort of be like, yeah, that's okay. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And also, like, like you kind of said this already, but I wasn't worth it. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. worth the tears. Yeah. Oh, so much. The journaling. Yeah. Uh, Poems. You mentioned the year. I'm always interested in the time period. So we're talking about cell phones when you don't have unlimited plans and stuff yet. Did you have a MySpace around then? Yes, I did. Hell yeah. MySpace was starting to be a thing. Did you? What was your song? 
I would always change. Yeah. It would it would really depend on what was happening. I was very I, I listen, I love to skip class. <laughs> I would go cuz my my high school's on a college campus here in LA and so I would skip class and go to the library mm. at the college and just you could you could like rent a terminal for like 2 hours and I would just like be up there like you know, twiddle a ding on my fucking yes! MySpace looking at other people's. I wish I, I, I just am so listen, I change my nails like every week or two. Like I can't, I would change my hair every day if I really had a skill. Like I, yeah, I get bored easy. So I, yeah. I don't know if it was one song. People were, I realized that when I asked that question, I was like, I have no idea what my song was. Um, on MySpace. I can't rotating remember. yeah rotating i think it took me too long to figure out how to put this on on to be honest <laughs> like know. by the time i think myspace was done i was like tom where'd you go yeah, yeah. what people are talking about now is we all left it and now the options we have are all toxic so it's like yeah. he's, he's probably just being like told you told you <laughs> damn but uh, i wonder how much myspace changed though like did it, it still not exist like, which is kind of like oh like, didn't what's it become going on like there? the algorithm though didn't it didn't have it doesn't have like a swipe scroll moment yeah. Oh. Uh, hmm. Oh, and then like when we talk about ghosting too, I guess I'll just ask because I hadn't, I mean, haven't been on this lately. But uh, why do you think people ghost each other? Oh yeah, <sighs> it's really hard to to speak your truth to somebody. Mm. To look somebody in the face and say no, thank you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's for me. Yeah. To sit down and I had a guy one time sit down and do that for me. And I was like, why are we doing? And then we like had a weird, got really drunk and it was weird and it, it was not cute. You know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah. don't drink anymore, but and there's a reason for that. But mm, yeah, I, I think that it's really hard to be honest with other people and to be honest with yourself. And sometimes ghosting is the answer. Like sometimes it's healthier for you to just disengage yeah. from somebody. You know what I mean? Um, and kind of not care about their well-being in that way because you're looking out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is totally part of the thing. It just sucks to be on the other side of it. If you have, like, a connection or, like, skin in the game. Yeah. Per you. Per yeah. your POV. Also, I think there's, like, a kind of a new conversation piece around ghosting that it's, like, ghost. Sometimes it's ghosting to the person who was left but the person who left was like i feel like i tried to say goodbye a lot yeah and you just like really weren't listening yeah and like, so it's like now mm. it's just like it's like if you want to call it ghosting sure but like i feel like i did try to ask for things to change or set boundaries and you didn't really want to do it so now it the kind of like what you said the best thing to do is just leave yeah just leave yeah yeah it's complicated. Interpersonal relationships are hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. I was going to say, I won't, uh, it won't be too mean because, like, I like kind of like rockabilly stuff when I hear me it or psychobilly or whatever, but like they were always adjacent because I was more into hardcore and stuff. Oh, yeah. Punk, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. they were always around, or someone would turn into a rockabilly person and then they, it's like they changed everything about them for a little bit. But I think it's funny that it's at very early cell phones and texting, mm -hmm. but like, this rockabilly guy would still like pull out a little Nokia phone and uh -huh. be like <laughs> playing snake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some people who are in that lifestyle who've literally like taken the exterior of old televisions and put in like fancy new TVs inside of them. Oh, wow. So they have the facade of living in that time period. Um, and I think it's also sort of even gone a step further now with people who are like trad or traditional mm. sometimes. Like I've seen a little bit of like that where it's like, oh, she's pretending to be the 50s, but it's the 1950s. Like she's a 50s housewife, but maybe there's something else going on there with in terms of like the politics of that. Mm. Mm. You probably saw the video. I saw it recently. Maybe it's old of as kind of a mini little documentary of a couple that's living as if it's the fifties in their house, probably up here in the Valley somewhere. Oh, and, definitely in the Valley. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and white. Yeah. yeah. Usually white. Those it's the that. thing. Cause the aesthetics are so good, but you don't want to live in fifties mentality. Yeah. yeah. The only rockabilly person I've like seen up close was this girl I used to work with in a restaurant, but I just thought she liked to do her, like that style. Yeah. Like I didn't, mm -hmm. she seemed pretty progressive. Like she would canvas for Bernie and stuff, but like, yeah, I would say like most of the people I know who like 
do and have done like been in the psychobilly rockabilly communities they're just dressing like that to like they love the aesthetic they're being subversive you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i honestly i find them to be like very politically active and like yeah. very like liberal and actually it's kind of cool that they're saying hey let's take these secondhand items and repurpose them right from clothing yeah. to furniture to you know instead of consuming new 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 like looking to things that are pre-existing and maybe finding value in that. Um, I think that's also kind of like radical in some ways, especially Mm -hmm. in the, you know, TikTok consumerism of today. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about the repurposing part of it because they are shopping for old clothes and old furniture. And And old cars. Yeah. And fixing them up. Yeah. Yeah. She also was really into like Betty Page as like an icon. Yeah. Yeah. Who is like. A Marilyn Monroe, but like different. But like bondage. Porn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, porn. More, more on the kink <laughs> side. Yeah. yeah. Kinky porn star of the day. Mm-hmm. I am. My life is embarrassing. <laughs> I like, didn't even think about that. That's okay. She like ended up not having great political beliefs towards the end of her life. Oh, surprise, really? surprise. <laughs> and she like hates that part of her life, but it's like, yo, if I were her, I'd be like, yeah, actually I want to retire. I'd fucking cash in on that shit. Yeah. 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 There's so many like rockabilly, like rockabilly weekend. There's like all kinds of like cons and stuff like that. She yeah. can make a fucking killing. Yeah. Mm. That's true. I guess her image and everything gets used so much and she probably never gets, she never got anything for that. Yeah. 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 Mm. Whoever the photographer was definitely owns the rights to those images. I would imagine. Yeah. We got the verdict. He kind of sucked. He's, he's, yeah, it was him. I'm guess. do you know where he is now? Probably still living um, on the east side with his family, uh, probably with some kids. Yeah. And And a wife. I don't know. I you know, I don't really see people like really and I feel like I have an eye for this, but I don't see as many people walking around in like full rockabilly like gear as much as it was yeah. in the 90s when when swing had a resurgence oh, yeah. and into the 2000s. I just don't see that as much now. So I don't know if he still Dresses like that. I just rewatched Swingers, which is kind of cataloging the 90s -hmm. L.A. swing scene a little bit peripherally. And it's wild that that was that was like there's these clubs are full of people swing dancing in like 1996. That is yeah. wild. I was swing dancing. Yeah. As a as like a child, like I was like, like it was all the rage. All my cousins really? did it. Yeah. We would go to like little swing dance wow. things in Austin together, you know, like it was a whole community still is. So here's like the Brown Derby and it's, like other. Which clubs. is a Chase Bank now. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most feelers, right? The, yeah, that one yeah. you see it and you're like that used to have such a scene to it when i was like in middle school there was like a ballroom dancing class where you learn swing and other things but it was Mm -hmm. really more of just like a class and like everyone went i think because we wanted to see each other like dressed up yeah like it would just be exciting to see each other in like dresses and suits and stuff but then everyone like would stop taking it the next year and that was the end of that but i've never heard of like people going young people like in middle school going to swing on their own I mean, my cousin was really into the scene here in Santa Barbara. I mean, she used to she used to dance swing up until like she got, you know, she got married and had kids. And so like, you know, that, you know, you can't really go to the little swing meetups as much anymore. But I think she still dances some. But it's fun. Yeah. It's just fun to like partner dance with people, I think. It is fun, especially like as a I don't know, I think when you're like pubescent and yeah. like, oh, my God, boys are cute. Yeah. And you like get to stand next to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah could do unfinished yeah. business we have yes we have a segment called unfinished business where you can say whatever you'd like to the person who goes to do um and it's like they're here and it's like if you ever want to get something off your chest to them um dear johnny bravo is it a letter because it is now <laughs> it is <laughs> yes. this is your dear johnny johnny um <laughs> Yeah, I hope you stopped fucking high schoolers, you yeah. fucking creep. Stop, uh, you know, plying children with alcohol so that you can abuse them. Sincerely, me. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's it. I mean, I don't really hold, like, 
there's there was one person who ghosted me, but it was after Burning Man. Anyways, it was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, stole my, my bike, which I like borrowed from what? my friend. Yeah. I would like that bike back so I could give it back to my friend, but I'm sure he does not own it anymore. Mm. But yeah, I don't really have any on if if they left out of your life, it's for a reason. Yeah. You know, and it, it's for the best, I think. Rejection's protection sometimes. So good riddance. Can mm. you give us the bullet points of this Burning Man person? Oh God. He like worked at Burning Man. I was there. I went when I after the year after high school to like watch uh family friends kids on the playa and so i was there and right before the big burn i was like on all these drugs and i met this guy who like helped build the infrastructure of the city and he was also on all these drugs and he's like come back to san francisco with me and i was like yes uh-huh. i will yeah <laughs> irish man i just met at a fucking <laughs> art and festival in the desert who gave me a UTI um oh. which turned into a kidney infection. Oh, oh my god. Almost could have killed me. Um <clears throat> But yeah, so my ride ended up being like, yeah, we're not going back to LA. So actually, you're going to have to like find make your way back home. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to San Francisco. So I like went up to San Francisco oh, with him wow. and like took a shower and uh he put me on a train back to LA. Mm. And I and he was like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, for sure. He kept calling me pet and pedal. Oh, my Very God. Irish. <laughs> uh, uh, but kind of endearing with an Irish accent, but kind of scary otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, pet. I can't do an Irish accent. But, uh, oh, petal. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't do it right now. I'd have to. I'm like thinking of the character study. Of it. I'm like, yeah. does it go up and stuff? <laughs> um. Anyway, I would like call him drunk. Uh, you know, months after the fact, I mean, like, just call me back and tell me about my fucking friend's bike. Uh-huh. And I got the message eventually to stop because I obsessive continue to call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who have you ghosted and why? Oh, God. Who have I ghosted? I feel like I go, I, the first one that comes to mind is like some guy who, like, I'm try. I'm really trying to think. I don't. It's all blocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm the hero of the story, right? Like yeah. I possibly have been the villain, right? And her, you're like, her network would not sign off on this movie where I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny though that you were like, "Are we still together?" Also, how do I get my bike back? <laughs> um, I'm curious though. Like, what did he like? Was he like, no, just take the train and I'll deliver the bike later? Yeah, I, oh. I come down to L.A. all the time. Don't <gasps> worry. Oh, my God. So he's I'll like, come see you next weekend. He purposely didn't let you take the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he paid for my train ticket. So, like, probably it's like, <laughs> he was like, don't you have any money? And I was like, I'm, like, fresh out of high school. I don't even have a job. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, I'm yeah. subsiding off of graduation money. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I sometimes I just like miss feeling like everything's in front of you, you know, that feeling of like, I don't know anything. And it's up from here because I haven't started, you know, (laughs) I made zero mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) My choices aren't biting me in the ass yet. Yeah. I don't have like weird memories to fall asleep to yet. Yeah. There's no consequences. Exactly. Real ones anyways. You seem to have a really good kind of like ability to talk to yourself. Does that make like you're like what's for me is for me? Mm-hmm. Like you're, it seems like you're good at soothing yourself. Mm-hmm. Ha, would you say that's like a recent thing? Yeah, probably in like the last decade. You know, yeah. I've done a lot of like therapy and like twelve step, and um, you know, not that I'm like active in either currently, but I try to be spiritual and reflective as much as I can. I try to meditate every day and. Mm. Um, I think as my like business as an entertainer grows and like stuff is really testing me, I've really leaned into reading about how to deal with adversity and things not working out and because so much of it is like, it's so rooted in like other things. Like when you have, there, there's a saying that's like, if it's hysterical, it's historical, Mm. you know? And it's like, I probably wouldn't have been bothered by either of those guys ghosting me. Had I not also experienced a father who did a similar behavior. Right. So it's like in my 
day-to-day business as an entertainment professional, a lot of that stuff still gets kicked up all the time. Yeah. All the, all the shit from when I was a kid, it just shows up and I don't drink and I don't do So I just sit with these feelings and thoughts a lot. And so yeah. I had to, yes. you know, I'm straight edge. So I, I'm always <laughs> kind of just like, uh, I always have to remake that decision for myself to be sober, I think, because mm-hmm. I look at some people and really lo- when I'm in a really low point, I'm like, that looks like a really easy way to just mm-hmm. not think about stuff. And I just don't have that. So you've really got to sit with it all the time. Yeah. There's no escaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You have to deal with the anxiety and the, you know, the, the, the thought loops are still there. I obsess about people, places and things still. So I like have to work on not I can see that that behavior has existed for me for a long time looking back but yeah Yeah. I have the same thing where I used to be that way about monologues like I would obsess about monologues getting it like perfect and actually I think it's part of the reason I don't act as much anymore is because of how obsessed I'd get about it being perfect and I find that still in like un like and work unrelated to performing I get very obsessive and I've learned to just be like oh that's the problem. Not really any of the projects, but like me, like building it up and then in a way, like breaking it down for myself. But yeah, we like we say like you can tell a professional story. I'm kind of glad you didn't because I feel like Hollywood is just full of ghosts. Like that's ghosting is like a way of communicating out here. Listen, if I didn't figure out how to deal with rejection yeah. romantically, I couldn't. I don't think uh. I could handle all I used to be so upset and hurt if I didn't get heard back from an audition or a writing job. But the truth is, you never hear back. Yeah. I mean, literally, you know, there's sorry. a lot of plant life here at the at the stew. Yeah, yeah. there is. There's a lot. I There's mean, lot I love the way it smells, but it's definitely <laughs> okay. right down the throat. But if I hadn't have sorted out like how to deal with a perceived rejection when really in, in work, it's not a rejection. They're yeah. not rejecting me per se. They are choosing actively what they do want. I guess that is, it is a rejection. Let me not like lie about that, mm. but in a way it's not as active as like some personal thing. Yeah. And so I still like struggle with that sometimes, but you know, I've really, it's a practice and it's a muscle like to just yeah. be like, well, it just wasn't for me. That was for somebody else. Same thing with dating. It's like that person's not for me. Yeah. They are for somebody else and that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm okay either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to you on another podcast. Break. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the girl crush one. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how you, you don't seem to, you don't really have too much of an issue with imposter syndrome. I don't. Has it <laughs> always way, been that what? way? How, how's that work? What? I know. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of like, you know, positive self-talk and affirmations, you know what I mean? And I don't have it every day. I didn't this morning. This morning I was like really, and it's an eclipse and like TikTok keeps telling me because I'm a Scorpio, I'm going to have a hard time. And I'm having all these like a lot of anxiety right now. And I started new meds and it's all stuff. Um, So I did like affirmations before I like left my house this morning. Yeah. Like I am loved. I am good enough. People like me. Yeah. Mm. Sounds cheesy. But if you know, you will start whatever you tell yourself about yourself, you will start to believe it if you hear it enough times. Yeah. Yeah. For good and for bad. So if I tell myself I'm a lazy piece of shit who's never going to accomplish anything, and that's that is the the conversation I have within myself every single day, then that will be self fulfilling. Yeah. But if I tell myself I am good enough, I am a talented actor, writer, and comedian. People can't wait to work with me. Yeah. I can't wait to like share my gifts more widely or whatever the thing is. It yeah. sounds cheesy. You don't have to do this in front of anybody else. No, yeah. Like do it on your own in your car. Like you can even do one guided on your phone like just to get a new tape playing and I started yeah. doing that probably like four years ago probably about the time when I met you actually really? when I started doing affirmations and yeah I, I've seen it change my life I've started doing them recently like uh I had a big birthday you can guess which one and <laughs> oh, you're 16 <laughs> thank you yeah it's like really hard to be 16 in this town and like I just was in such a bad place 
that I picked up the book The Magic, which is actually about gratitude. But it basically says, it should say it more in the book, that you can do like positive affirmations and be grateful for them. Like, I'm grateful for all the parts I book, or I'm grateful mm-hmm. for all the new sets, or I'm grateful for all the new jokes I write. And I've started doing that every morning, and it's actually like turned my world around. Like, yeah. Kind of a little quickly. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. When yeah. you change your perspective on your experience, yeah. you have a different, you start to have a different experience. Yeah. Mm. You know, would you say you had imposter syndrome before that or sometimes? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Um, not feeling like I had what it took or had enough experience or oh, I'm not ready because I didn't do, I can't possibly sign with a manager. I don't have any samples. I right. can't possibly like audition for this series regular. I don't, I've never booked a co-star and it's like, I'm still not a series regular by the way, but uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, I can still go in there and be like, let me act as if, let me act as if right. I, I could. And why not me? Why not now? Yeah. Why can't I be? Yeah. Well, when I when I ask myself that question, I start filling in the blanks with like stories that other people have told me that aren't true for me right now that maybe um, were true for me at a time, but aren't. And it's like, this isn't what what is true. Yeah. For me. And it's like, well, well, I don't know. Why not me? Yeah. I, mean, I know why not me. But I mean, also like, yeah, why I could really optimistic. Like, mm. yeah, why not me? Yeah. Versus like, why not me? Pessimistic. I don't right. know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, no. That kind of, I was just thinking that you're talking about affirmations and I think that's becoming so much more normalized. Maybe it's because we live here and I hear it more, but like back in Wisconsin where I'm from, I know that my nieces, my sister has, they, it was more their idea, but doing affirmations in the morning and they shout them. And I think cute. <laughs> very cute to wake up to when I visit. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'm beautiful. I'm smart. What? It's amazing. And it yeah. makes you want to cry, but I got to hold it together because I think that things look really bleak, but I do think we're in for a very cool generation who's grown up more with recognizing what's making them feel certain ways, mm-hmm. positive yeah. self-talk affirmations. I think they're going to be so cool. So yeah, that no, is I, really compl- cool. I mean, Therapy is way more normalized right. even. Mm-hmm. The fact that I could say to you, oh, I'm I'm taking I started taking a new med today and I'm not worried that you're gonna be like, Oh, that medicine's right. off her fucking rocker. She shouldn't Yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't be allowed to drive a car. She <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Take away really her right to vote. <laughs> Was your family on board for you? Because you kind of took like a, you kind of took like a stance like to feel better. Yeah, maybe like four years ago. Oh uh, yeah, like eight years ago. No, I mean like I mean yes. Uh, I when I was twenty seven, I started really going to like therapy, and at the time I was going to Al Anon, and I was like doing all of this other kind of work outside of that, and like practicing like Buddhist meditation, and like really exploring as like a spiritual path, and that's when stuff started shifting for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think in the last four years, like I thought affirmation sounded so, I was so resistant to it. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. so resistant to putting pa- pencil to paper to like manifest what I want or to like, yeah. S- look myself in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. Um, that I started probably like four years ago. And like one of them was like, if it can happen to other people, it can happen to me. If yeah. it can happen for other people, it can happen for me. Yeah. And that one has completely, you know, because I was like, oh, no, that. Yeah, I'm not going to work in TV because that, that happens to other people. But I don't have the connections or the family right. or the money. And I have to work these two jobs and I still do stand up at night and I'm fat and I'm old. And I, it's uh, it's other people. And it's not me. Mm. No, that's not true. Four years later, it's very much not true. Yeah. A lot of the circumstances are still the same. I'm still old and fat and <laughs> my family still doesn't have money, but I work in TV though. Yeah. You know? I think that you can talk yourself into the life that you want. Yeah. Not in a delusional way, but you know, just changing the narrative a little. Yeah. I really re- like, I really love the idea of changing the tape in your head mm-hmm. because like, I remember when I was like in the throes of like anxiety, like I had panic attacks from teenage years to like 23 basically. Mm-hmm. And like, I still deal with the anxiety, but it's just so much more manageable. But um, it would feel like someone pushed play on a tape that would just had all the things I didn't want to hear all the time. And it almost yeah. felt like I was like tearing through my house to turn it off. But I just like couldn't find the off button. And then like the idea of like like and then I got into neurofeedback, which is like basically helps your brain kind of like sew itself back together. Oh, wow. mm. Yeah. And like um, 
And after that, it was like silence. And I remember I would like sit after the sessions and be like, that's so beautiful. Like silence is golden. <laughs> and like, wow. um, but like, and then manifest, like dealing with the gratitude stuff and like affirmations. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, I'm going to sit in my house and write in my journal how special <laughs> I am. Like, who the fuck am I to be special, you know? Yeah. But then like when I'm no you, different than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. It's like. You know, I don't, were you raised Christian or anything like that? Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I dabbled. <laughs> I feel like sometimes Catholic Christianity, they're like, you're not special. You're one of God's children. Like, don't, you know, I don't know. It's like hard yeah. to kind of rise up sometimes like mm. in a positive mental health way. But, um, I felt resistant to it. But then when I did, it felt like, oh, wow, I can like decide what tape goes on, you know? Yeah. Even though like I was able to kind of turn off the negative thoughts, but to actually like replace them with like amazing, beautiful thoughts was like uh, mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Literally, I can like hear myself start to say something negative and I can be like, no. Yeah. And like, you know, if oh, I'm so fucking horrible, nobody likes me. I can go. I have friends and family who love me just as I am. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. and I can I can get behind that and embrace that. But it's it's, you know, it's a practice and it's a muscle and you have to work at it. And sometimes yeah. I'm really active in it and sometimes I'm not. I just so happen to have like been into it a lot this week. I found some affirmational music what? where it's yeah. very corny. It's like Christian music, but for like new age spirituality. Yeah. Affirmations. I didn't know. It was very cheesy. There's probably a whole Spotify playlist with that. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to send some links. Yeah. <laughs> also going in the show notes. Madison, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. Is there anything you'd like to plug or promote you have coming up? No, just uh, stream Single Drunk Female on Hulu, or you can catch me very briefly in the premiere, the season three premiere of Barry. Stream Woo! that as well. Um, you know. More to be revealed, more to come. But oh, yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> should. Why not? No, <laughs> why yeah. Not me? Why not now? No, I'm so excited. I'm seriously so excited for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can follow it at Katia Asad Ghost Detective on Instagram. Also, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Asad. The show is edited and produced by me, James Hilmer. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>